Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First of yesterday's news, we're looking back at Monday. And uh, I think Kate Hawksby is still uh, moaning about living in Auckland, even though it's the only place she's ever lived. Uh, our health crisis, I'm just checking if we fix that. We'll find out shortly. Uh, the government just keeps dropping policies. Not on us, like getting rid of them altogether. This seems to be their new policy, is to get rid of their policies. And uh, we've got, it's, it's mis- mispronunciation Monday, yesterday, with Marcus. But uh, before any of that, so the retail crime figure is all wrong. Turns out it's really, really bad. Everything always turns out to be really, really bad. It's annoying, isn't it? Utter, utter BS from a government and a police commissioner that will not draw a line in the sand and say, enough, no more. In a civilised society, this is simply not acceptable. And those who transgress, those who don't or won't observe the rules of civilised society, any civilised society, any group of humans that draws together as a community has simple, basic rules. And it goes back to the the old commandments, the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Basic. You have to ask, who are the idiots here? Those of us who line up in an orderly queue and and proceed to pay through the nose for our supermarket trolley full of groceries. Robbing Peter to pay Paul so that we can fill the cupboards in the pantries. Or the people who just walk straight out. Who are the idiots? Us or them? They know they'll get away with it. So... I'm not. I'm still not entirely clear on what it is that Kerry wants to happen. I think she just wants the anybody doing retail crime or ram raids to be summarily executed on site. Which that's the impression I'm getting anyway. Which is certainly a step up. You know, the security guard that I've seen outside one of the local jeweler shops who just seems to be on his phone most of the time. I don't know if he'd be into that. Maybe he would be. There'd be a bit of a pay increase. That's extra duties, isn't it? Uh, moving on. Uh, Kate Hawksby, uh, I don't know, did she witness, is it crime that she witnessed when she was driving around Auckland the other night? Closer to home, we see a group of what would have been no more than 14-year-old boys standing on the road, barely able to stand stand up straight, with their thumbs out trying to hitchhike. Now, this is the leafy suburbs of Auckland on a Saturday night. Then I read about the Snoop Dogg concert. Headline was, incredible performance to an overbaked crowd. The review said, too much weed, too little energy. That's not referring to Snoop, by the way. <laughs> That's the crowd the reviewer is talking about. A fight broke out. Between two men, took six security guards to break it up. Rollies being passed around left, right and centre. Girls falling over each other. This is according to the reviewer. The reviewer says it was almost embarrassing to see how badly Kiwis seemed to rise to the occasion. And the reviewer concluded that Snoop's performance was superb, but that maybe don't see him live in Auckland. Clearly because Aucklanders just don't know how to behave. So I'm just not sure... When the bar got so low on behaviour, but I try to imagine how we must look to tourists. You know, 
no trains, the home decrims sifting through your shopping precincts with you, large groups of kids menacingly taking over the streets at night, concert goers so baked they can barely function, and then post-concert gridlock apparently to try to get home. And don't forget the bus driver who got stabbed over the weekend, the gunfight in Pukekohe, which saw four end up in hospital, and the woman assaulted in her home in Piha. Just another quiet weekend in Auckland. What's the saying? Uh, if you can change it, change it. If you can't do anything about it, accept it. Or something. Well, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but that's sort of. Um, and I think, I think it's time for Kate to go. Like she needs to stop complaining about it and leave. Um, and if she's moving to Lake Hayes, as I've suggested to her, can she take me with her? I don't know why she'd want to do that, but no harm in asking. Uh, so, yeah, Auckland's still screwed. Health system's still screwed. So the question I ask you is, are we prepared to fix the system? And I don't believe we are right now. We're too busy using it as a political weapon. You know, here's a, funny, here's a funny observation. When former Minister David Clark threw Ashley Bloomfield under the bus during the COVID days, what did we do? We roundly turned on Clark. You can't throw Ashley under the bus. There was that whole concept of ministerial responsibility. The person at the top's all to blame. But David actually, in the fullness of time, I think was actually telling the truth. As the Simpson Roach report showed us, we've got a ministry that failed to inform Bloomfield and the government accurately, meanwhile did not disperse the orders downward. And so this is what we've got, a broken, underfunded, understaffed system with some mandarins in charge who are hesitant to change. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, eh, the whole COVID. I mean, I know people have still got COVID now. No, no, they have. I like. I know quite a few people. No, no, seriously, they have. Um, but yeah, all that stuff, you know, the emergency press conferences and all that, it just seems like, it's like, I feel like it's a movie I watched and didn't really enjoy, but felt like I needed to see it through to the end. You feel that way? Um, I think Labor's starting to feel a bit that way about a lot of the policies that they came up with. Which of the 1% of roads you're still going to drop the speeds on? Well, that'll be worked through by Waka Kotahi. They're the ones who make these decisions. But the message that we have sent today is we want that to be focused in the areas in which we can save the most lives and prevent the most harm on our roads. Why only 1%? Oh, because we think that it's important that as Waka Kotahi rolls out this work, which is critical to saving lives, that they are really focused and that they bring communities along with them. There's no doubt this is a challenging area for Waka Kotahi to work through with communities. And I think it's going to be much more effective if they can clearly say these are the areas where there's the most harm, let's address the speed changes there to make the biggest difference. I think that's something people will be able to be more comfortable getting in behind. You're scrapping this because it's unpopular, right? Well, no, it's actually about the fact that Waka Batahi needs to work with communities on this stuff. Um, they the have heart- to engage with them. Yep. 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 And, and we've said that we want them to do that. You can get the best bang for your buck and you can be more focused if you look at the evidence and say these are the stretches of roads where we're having the most harm done. Let's focus on those and get those right first. Okay. The light rail, how is the stages going to work? Well, the way that we're looking at this, it's a little bit like the Waikato Expressway, which people will be familiar with, which goes between Auckland and Cambridge. 
But that actually started in the 1990s, and it was done in about 10 or 11 stages. So a huge project over about 20 years. But it was done in different stages to make it more manageable in terms of how you deliver it and how you pay for it. So, I mean, the Waikato Expressway is obviously a road, not light rail. Does that mean we'll end up driving and not on a light rail? Uh, the, the lowering of the speed limits thing, of course that's already started happening, obviously. Uh, will they put them back up again? I found myself on a road yesterday, just yesterday, uh, which the road I drive on all the time, and I re- looked at the speed sign and realised that the speed limit had been lowered on that road, and I don't know when it happened. So pres- presu- it's gone from 70 to a 60, which doesn't really bother me. It's not like it's a long bit of road that I'm on. It's not going to make much difference to me. But it does mean that I've probably been speeding on it for quite some time. I don't know when they changed that. You should probably always look at the speed signs, I suppose, just in case they've changed them. Did you have to do that? Hey, um, how do you pronounce things? This is always a great talkback thing, isn't it? Sometimes it gets spicy. Congratulations on pronouncing vulnerable correctly. Correctly, most people say vulnerable. Irks the hell out of me. Irks me too. Once you see it, you can't say it. It's almost like me once I'm with vulnerable. And by the way, I don't want to get into a topic of mispronunciations because people are spectacularly boring about that. But just since someone said that, the other word that I've just since come to understand, it's pronounced differently than it's spelt differently than it's pronounced. Turmeric, T-U-R-M-E-I-C, turmeric. I think it's a wonder spice, isn't it? Turmeric. I brought some turmeric once, interesting. It's a flowering plant. No. A lot of people also don't know what paprika is, but paprika is capsicums, apparently. I had no idea about that. Yeah, apparently it is. Um, and it, it's interesting that, because there's a lot of people who don't like capsicum, but are happy to have things with paprika over them. I suppose it's no, no different. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of tomatoes, just as tomatoes, but I love everything that's made out of tomatoes. Tomato sauce, pasta sauce, tomato soup. All of it. My mouth's watering, and I'm only, and I'm only thinking about sauce. Um, I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that was Mispronunciation Monday with Marcus. Uh, who knows what kind of alliteration we can come up with him for Tuesday. Find out tomorrow with another news source ZB. This week on The Parenting Hangover, we have a very special guest, Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame of the podcast, How Other Dads Dad is our guest on the podcast. He's like a dad that I definitely idolise. I'm really excited for this. Here I am freaking out about what we're going to talk about, and then we both just agreed like a minute before it started, just banter to him like he's a regular dad, and that's what we did, and he's just a legendary dad, so I'm, I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.